Let's do it. It is Friday, the 6th of October, 2023. Welcome to it, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast. We'll make this as quick and painless as possible so we can start our weekend. Don't forget, Curse Show, patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast. The Week in Effin' Review, worth $7. It's on sale for just $5. And it's $5 a month, not per episode, so you can't beat that. Support the show and uh, alleviate all that white guilt that you have. Let's be honest. No matter what color you are, white guilt is the worst kind of guilt. Am I right? Am I right? Of course I'm right. Anyway, check it out. You can email me, DerekAllenHunter at gmail.com. You can try. I don't check my mentions on social media very often, so that's not the most effective way to go about contacting me. But every once in a while, I catch something. Anyway, let's get to it. Boy, howdy, what a what a difference a reality makes, huh? The Democrats are now in the wall building business. <laughs> what do you know about that? Can you believe we'll never build one inch of wall? My God, it's the worst thing ever. It's it's akin to a Klan rally. And now the Biden administration is building a wall. What happened? Well, a funny thing happened on the way to Utopia. The Associated Press is reporting. The Biden administration announced it waived 26 federal laws in South Texas to allow border wall construction on Wednesday, marking the administration's first use of a sweeping executive power employed often during the Trump presidency. Oh, yeah. No, it's like it's the first time he's ever used executive power. No, it's the first time he's ever used executive power in the nation's interest. Maybe that's what they meant to say. The rest of the time is like, oh, how, do, how does this help Democrats? All right, well, we'll do that. We'll do this. We'll do the other thing. He's still out there trying to waive student loans, by the way. He's still, out there, well, the Supreme Court said I can't do this, so I'm going to find another way to do it. Wait a second. The Supreme Court said you can't do it. It didn't say anything about how you go about it. It said that you didn't have the authority, the power to do it because there's this crazy little thing. Stick with me for a second, ladies and gentlemen. There's this crazy little thing called the United States Constitution. And in it, believe it or not, <laughs> these old, rich, white guys, you know, a bunch of them slave owners too, so like the worst hand. But they, even if they didn't own slaves, they, they still were racist. And they oppressed women, obviously. Um they set up a system by which the government functions our government true story you can read the document yourself and it says in there that revenue and spending starts in the house of representatives that's where it comes that emanates from there the president is to implement the laws of congress and to administer the laws of congress which involves spending money but it it has to originate in Congress. The, the The president can't. Yes, the Treasury Department is in the executive branch, but he can't say, turn on them printing presses. Daddy and Hunter are going to go to the titty bar tonight. We're going to need some 20s. Let's fire that sucker up. No, you can't do that. It has to be authorized by Congress. So when it comes to looking at, I don't know, what are the estimates? $100 billion, $400 billion, a trillion dollars, whatever the hell it is in the student loan industry, the president couldn't just wave his fingers and go, snap. Let's just get rid of that. We're going to eat that money. 
for you guys. We're going to remember come election day who did this for you. But uh, come on, come one, come all. The uh, Supreme Court said that's not what the uh, Constitution says. We've, we've read the Constitution. You, you can read it, too. It's available. It's free online. You don't even have to pay anybody for it. And so they swatted that down. The concept was the problem, not the manner in which he did it. The concept. And so Joe Biden has ever since then tried to find a way around that. But the problem is he's trying to find a way around something he can't get around because it's, again, the concept. Congress has to pass a law. Look, Democrats controlled Congress at the time Joe Biden did this. Um, they didn't even try to pass a bill. They didn't try to pass anything into law. They knew what they had to do, but they didn't want to. You had Elizabeth Warren out there. And what's really sad, think about this. <clears throat> think about all the Democrats out there, like Elizabeth Warren, a whole bunch of these left-wing law professors were sitting there saying what? Because it emanated with uh, Elizabeth Warren. They were saying, the president has the authority to do this. He can do this. He can forget to 10,000 in student loans or 20,000 in student loans. He can forgive all student loans. He has the power to do that. And you're going, huh, that's weird. And you go, where does it come from? Well, it comes from my desire to ingratiate the Democratic Party to a whole bunch of leftist morons who took out $200,000 worth of student loans to major in feminist dance theory and off-white queer studies at Smith College and now can't find a job even at Starbucks because uh, they're pretentious pains in the ass that nobody will hire. There's just a lawsuit waiting to happen. And you go, okay, now... The, there's no you can't even articulate a constitutional case for this power the supreme court says there is no constitutional case for this power and then you think wait a second <clears throat> all these left-wing law professors espousing this garbage are left-wing law professors or were left-wing law professors as in the case with elizabeth warren you think how many practicing attorneys out there how many legal quote scholars how many future lawmakers and people polluting society with their brains learned from these people how because you think well that person's just wildly ignorant of how the it's embarrassing elizabeth warren was repudiated roundly by the supreme court and by most people with a third grade level of understanding of the constitution of the united states and yet she has thousands of former law students out there practicing law. And then now they're teaching law. So it's like, you know, if you've ever seen the movie Multiplicity with, with Michael Keaton and Andy McDowell, Michael Keaton clones himself, right? And, oh, man, he's got all this free time. And now because the one clone he sends to work and he gets to go off and screw around and golf and everything. And then he says, well, if there's two of me, that's awesome. And he, says, he makes another clone of himself. And now he's got all the time in the world. There's three Michael Keatons running around. He's the only one allowed to sleep with uh, Andy McDowell at the, height of his, uh, at the height of her powers. Good on him. They all end up doing it, by the way. But then the two clones that were both made from him, they decide, well, we're going we're gonna to clone one of us because there's a lot more we could get done. Well, the copy of the copy is uh, different, shall we say. If you saw the movie, you know what I'm talking about. A copy of a copy is a uh, inferior 
copy and the further copies you go down if you've ever made photocopies i don't know if anybody makes photo when i was a kid they ran ditto machines then they came out with the photocopier and then if you were making copies of copies and especially copies of copies of copies it was like i can't read this thing anymore because there's a little bit lost in each successive generation of copy well the same holds true for legal scholars on the left you get someone spewing absolute garbage and stupidity in as far as the law goes and then they their students go forth and prosper and then they become law stu- law professors themselves and so yeah it's like a game of telephone my god this person learned from an idiot which makes them an idiot because they didn't realize that they were being taught by an idiot and they were being taught idiocy they add their twist to it because their memory isn't is good you know everybody remembers things slightly less than they actually were so each successive generation of law professor is even dumber than that i think it's true not just for law professors i think it's true for all professors particularly sociology professors so this mentality of well you can just do it has now metastasized its way throughout academia i don't know actually know how you get rid of it to be honest with you because uh, if any dean comes in and says, hey, let's uh, let's read that Constitution again. Let's do it all together. And we'll discover all sorts of things that the government isn't allowed to do. There'd be protests. Teachers would be setting themselves on fire. They'd, you know, blow up academic buildings until that dean was was out the door. That's just how it was. And it would work. So you're dealing with people here who... Um, will not be bound by reality will not be bound by reality so back to the story anyway i just thought that was an interesting aside but the way that this is being framed by the associated press is interesting you waive federal law in south texas to allow border wall construction on wednesday marking the administration's first use of sweeping executive power employed in trump administration the department of homeland security posted the announcement on the U.S. Federal Registry, with few details outlining the construction in Star County, Texas, which is part of a busy border patrol sector, seeing, quote, high illegal entry, end quote. Hmm. I thought the border was secure. That is weird. The weirdest thing. High border entry. That's code for, all right, now we're getting bad press and we're reading the polls. See, the Democrats have this balancing act. Ladies and gentlemen, they want high illegal entry. They want it. They want people in this country. They don't care how they get here. Why? And they don't even actually mind. They prefer to distribute them to red states so that eventually when they are granted citizenship by Democrats, they can vote against Republicans and turn those states at a minimum purple. But realistically, considering the way that blue state you could think well the governors of these states are not particularly happy the governor of new york is not particularly happy the mayor of new york is new city is not very happy but democrats in general are very happy because when it comes time to do the next census and we're still seven years away from the next census but when it comes time to do the next census they want to count these illegal aliens they desperately want to count these illegal aliens and then because you're not you have to count illegal aliens thanks to the supreme court unless we can get another case up there and get that decision changed 
Uh, county legal aliens in apportionment of house seats. California lost two house seats. New York lost two house seats in the last census. They want those back. They can steal them back from red states if they flood the zone with illegals. So, yes, New York is being overrun and it's unmanageable, but they don't really care about that. The federal government will eventually probably bail out New York in whatever way. They are going to try to get them a whole bunch of money to help, and the argument will be, oh, it's not for the illegals. It's for the Americans. This system is being overwhelmed. We need to help the Americans who are, the American workers are struggling. Yeah, they're struggling because of the illegals, okay? The state budget is struggling because of the illegals. If you give them money to help with programs, these programs are only for American citizens. Well, that frees up all the other money that they're dumping in on illegals to continue to do that. If you don't bail them out, then you make them make a choice, like an adult, like a responsible organization, and say, hey, we can't fund these programs for illegals. We have to prioritize Americans. But Democrats would have to give a damn about Americans over illegals to do that. They do not. So it shall continue. The destruction will continue at pace. The beatings will continue until morale improves. But I do love this. They're going to start building a wall. because Not because they want to stop people from coming in. I promise you that. It's because they want to be seen as trying to stop people from coming in. That's the key. They're going to slow walk this. Keep in mind this this Biden administration is one that kept all the border wall construction materials that were there at the end of the Trump administration. They let them rot. They deliberately let them rot. They refused to even let it be sold as scrap. They wanted them to sit on the border and rot as a visual reminder that they were now in charge. Who the hell are you? And as a giant middle finger to the Trump administration. It's very bizarre because it's all tax money. It's very bizarre, but this is the way the left views America. They'll happily destroy and waste if they if something is associated with the other side. They'll just let it deteriorate. So they had all this material sitting there. Now they're going to have to buy new material. Now I don't really care. I build whatever you want. But they're not going to build anything, ladies and gentlemen. They'll slow walk. They'll put up a couple of things. It will be for show. Look at what we're doing. It will. You'd be surprised. I mean, look at look at government construction anywhere. Look at construction anywhere that deals with government as far as pulling permits and what have you. There is an apartment building in our town that was coming soon when we moved in a year and a half ago, almost two years ago now, I guess. It's coming soon. It's still coming soon. There's nothing. It's not, it, it, they're they're building. They're doing stuff. They're they're messing around there. It looks better seemingly driving past than it did, but they're not in a hurry for whatever reason. Dealing with government is a pain in the ass. Now, if government dealing with government, the government doing something it doesn't want to do, what they can do is really slowly, we're going to put up some barriers. We have to, of course, do an environmental impact study before we put up these barriers. And we've got to do a, a study on the impact on wildlife. But in the meantime, 
we are going to start moving around physically some new materials we're going to use to build these barriers. You can make this thing take as long as you want because this isn't, and remember, remember what Rush Limbaugh always talked about. The Democrats are interested in symbolism over substance, and that is absolutely 100% true. Symbolism over substance. They need to be seen as doing something. They don't need to actually do something. It's the main reason there are a lot of hearings up on Capitol Hill, especially on whatever the hot button issues of the day. Now, when it comes to budgeting, they can't get their ass in gear to put together a budget when they have all year to do it, when they've had decades in which to do it. But if there is a hot button issue that is really burning up the charts, even if it's irrelevant to the function of government, say, and a famous example is the steroid use in baseball. They put together a hearing on that in pretty short order. They can get hearings together on all sorts of things in pretty short order. Oh, people are pissed off at tech. Let's call up the tech CEOs next week and we'll do a hearing. Nothing comes of it. Have you noticed anything coming from it legislatively? No, these are for show. These are to be seen. We are doing something. We are paying attention to this issue. Are you going to do anything about it? Well, no, that's different. We're not going to do anything about it, but we are being seen as doing something about it. That's enough, sadly, because most people will look at it and go, oh, they're, they're doing something. I heard this story. They're doing They're finally building a border wall. Anybody put a shovel on the ground? Has a backhoe been commissioned? No, a backhoe has not been commissioned. So keep in that, keep that in mind. Keep an eye on that. It's great. They're finally sort of semi-acknowledging that there's something going on at the southern border that they might want to pay attention to. But will they do anything about it? Highly unlikely. I wouldn't put a whole lot of stock in it. So there you go. <laughs> Look at there's apparently Australia is going to start allowing men. I'm sorry, trans women, because trans women are women, except for the penis and the fact that they're men, to compete in uh, gymnastics, women's gymnastics. Why are there no women competing in men's gymnastics uh, or trans men? Why? Because, uh, you know, wouldn't you like to see a woman try to do the rings in any kind of way that a man would be? Yeah, they wouldn't be able to do it. They don't have the upper body strength. But what's funny, not in general, some of you ladies could kick the crap out of me. I understand that, but you get the point. What's funny is with men competing with women in the uh, gymnastics, somebody's going to find out what a man is real quick. Now, what do I mean? How are they going to find out what a man is real quick? That balance beam. One slip off that balance beam, and I promise you, women will, <laughs> these women, quote, will discover what in the hell they are really quickly. I mean, it's not, a, I can't imagine it's a pleasant experience for a woman to slip off the balance beam with one foot on either side, but a man will be completely different. On the plus side, the man, trans woman, excuse me, the trans woman's voice will achieve an octave that uh, all the hormones in the world will not be able to help that person achieve. So for that brief shining moment, aside from the, the pain of the rupture, is it still called a rupture? I don't know. 
um, they will sound like a woman for the first and possibly only time in their lives. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you heard of it. There's a, it's a little bit ghoulish. I don't really, I haven't engaged in it because it is a little bit ghoulish. But you do kind of have to go, well, you know, this is what you do. There have been a couple of left-wing activists for the poor, anti-crime, anti-criminal anti-criminalization of anything activists, BLM people who have uh, br been brutally murdered in the last few days. There's one, one anti-police activist uh, was shot and killed in his apartment in New York. Another one, this one, this uh, BLM guy, he looks exactly like you'd expect, his typical white suburbanite guy, was stabbed to death in front of his girlfriend. Now, he, he there's video of it. It's horrible video. He is uh, trying... To, I don't know why they just don't get the hell away from this guy, and I also don't understand, like, once this guy starts swinging the knife at you, it's game on. You just got to beat the ever-loving crap out of him. Um, you might get stabbed, but you beat the ever-loving crap out of him. Period. End of story. Well, he got stabbed to death in front of his girlfriend, and now his girlfriend has a whole bunch of pictures of her. She's a whole bunch of rants online about all cops are bastards. She's wearing a, a shirt, ACAB, which stands for all cops are bastards. She's a, a typical left-winger, BLM Antifa mutant. And you're tempted to like make fun of these people going, well, you know, how did that work out for you, your left-wing politics? But it's murder, they're dead. I, I find it a little unseemly, but then... Of course, that's where the left comes in, and they go, ooh, you think that's unseemly? Hold my beer. Post-Millennial reports. <clears throat> a GoFundMe has been set up in the wake of the fatal stabbing of far-left activist Ryan Carson, with the beneficiary of the fundraiser going to his girlfriend who witnessed the attack, uh, the attack Claudia Morales. Now, I'm not sure why the girlfriend needs to raise money, whatever. The fundraiser set up on Tuesday has received fifty-four thousand dollars. Fifty-four grand. Fifty-four grand. You wouldn't uh, look. You want to help somebody? That's fine. But you want to do that and raise money? It seems weird. Now it's up to sixty-four thousand four hundred and four dollars as of this moment. I don't. I think she'd probably trade the money for the guy back, but. Whatever. It writes, uh, we are a collective of Ryan's close friends reeling from a brutal loss. We are asking for your help on behalf of his partner in easing the burden and stress of this horrifying situation so that we can have space and time to grieve and remember Ryan. Uh, immediate needs are to offset the cost of working class people taking time off of work to properly mourn the fundraiser state. See, they, they can't control themselves. They can't not be what they are. So it's hard not to mock them. It's hard to resist the urge to mock them. But you kind of have to. It's just in the name of, of decency. But turns out that this woman was obviously the witness to her boyfriend's murder. She is not providing police with a description of the black man. See, she's a BLM activist. And she's a typical white chick, whatever. She's got 
forearm tattoos. Just, she's what you'd expect. She's what you'd expect. She will not provide police with a description. Now, if they catch this guy, because there's video footage of it, there's surveillance camera images of this guy, they will likely eventually catch this guy. She will be an important witness in the murder trial against this guy. And there's an entire serious possibility, nay probability, that she won't participate, that she will refuse to participate, or at least at a minimum will be a hostile witness. Isn't that lovely? All cops are bastards. What does that make her? Hmm? Answering that question is most likely a hate crime, so you should probably keep your answer to yourself and we can nod at each other knowingly as we both think about it because we all know. We all know. Uh, a couple other things just real quick before we get out of here. I love this. The city of Chicago just can't... Uh, well, I can't get your break. <clears throat> they, you get what you deserve. You get what you pay for. This story out of Chicago from uh, CWB City. Uh, City releases video of Peacekeeper helping to attack and rob a motorist in Little Village. What? Yeah. The city of Chicago released surveillance camera footage Tuesday of an anti-violence peacekeeper participating in the violent beating of a robbery of a driver in Little Village in May, on May 26th. CWB Chicago requested the video through a Freedom of Information request on May 30th, but the Office of Emergency Management and Communications refused to supply the footage, claiming its release would, among other things, violate the 1996 Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, HIPAA. The reason your doctor can't go running around saying, you've got herpes to everybody you meet. Follow you around the bullhorn. <laughs> we took the matter to the Illinois Attorney General's office and the city decided to comply with the law yesterday. Leading into Memorial Weekend, the state, city, uh, city and state leaders hailed the deployment of dozens of yellow-vested peacekeepers. Every time they write peacekeepers, it's in quotation marks. This is ironic. In Chicago, for God's sake. Peacekeepers as an important tactic to tamp down violence. The holiday weekend was barely underway before one of those peacekeepers, again in quotations, unleashed some not-so-peaceful behavior on the city's surveillance as the city's surveillance cameras rolled nearby. The trouble began around 10.55 p.m. as Chicago police officers saw a large group fighting near 23rd Place and Washtenaw. Additional CPB units were sent to stabilize the situation, but less than five minutes after officers cleared up from that incident, CPD surveillance officers monitoring the camera feed reported that a group of people had pulled a man from a passing vehicle. The 37-year-old driver was yanked from his van by multiple offenders, including one wearing a neon peacekeeper's vest, the CPD report. In the footage released Tuesday, the victim's van passes a group of people standing down the block. When he reaches the stop sign, a man approaches the driver's window, interacts with the driver, then begins to pull the driver from his seat. The yellow-vested peacekeeper and several other men quickly join in, because why not? Hey, I'm keeping the peace. Oh, wait, peace has been broken over there. Well, now I'm keeping the beating the crap out of somebody. 
They finish pulling the man from the van, which rolls down the street because it's still in gear. A, a, a severe beating ensues. At one point, the peacekeeper and several other men quickly join in. They finish pulling the... Dr- <laughs> At one point, the peacekeeper uses a phone to beat the victim as others kick and punch the man. The lighted phone screen is seen rising and falling with each swing. I'm best. I'm guessing he bought the Apple Care plan. <laughs> yeah, this phone is defective. Well, what do you mean? I beat holy hell out of some innocent guy the other day uh, with it, and now it doesn't work. What's going? I need. I have Apple Care. Oh, all right. Well, here here's a brand new phone for you. Only in Chicago, ladies and gentlemen. And lastly, as you drift off into the weekend and. Maybe get ready, get excited, get in gear for the week in effing review. This story is amusing to me. Reuters story. RFK could draw one in seven U.S. voters in 2024 presidential election. Reuters poll finds. Yes, that's right. RFK. Anti-vaccine. You got to love the way that these Democrats, they will just, they are vicious. They are thorough. You want to talk about, you know, I'm a peacekeeper and then somebody beating the crap out of somebody. That's what these Democrats would do. It's who these Democrats are. It is, he's anti-vax. He's one thing, one thing. He's he's kind of a lot more than that. No, no, no. We're going to dance on his grave. We're going to fundraise off his family's graves, all of them that we can get our hands on. But he was disobedient, so he is persona non grata. Anti-vaccine activist Robert F. Kennedy Jr., a member of the one of the most storied American political families, could draw the support of about one in seven U.S. voters, according to a Reuters Ipsos poll ahead of the presidential campaign expected uh, his presidential campaign expected Monday launch. The poll found Kennedy, the son of the namesake slain U.S. senator, could draw away from both Democrat Joe Biden. And he's likely Republican challenger Donald Trump in 2024 election. Kennedy expected to run as an independent. Now, this is one of the things that drives me nuts because you've got all these people going, oh, I like Kennedy. I like Ted. Ted, er, um, Ted. Robert Kennedy Jr. is as liberal as the day is long. He doesn't want to force you to get a COVID vaccine. Okay, great. Um, if that's the issue that moves your vote, then he's your guy. But you should know that you watch Fox News and they're building him up and they're getting him on and they're propping him all over. They they love having him on because they think stupidly that he's going to draw votes away from Joe Biden. Now, he'll draw some votes away from Joe Biden, but putting him on Fox constantly, there is a group of Republicans who aren't never Trump Republicans who don't really like Donald Trump anyway. They'll vote for him. Yeah, yeah, he's good enough. He's better than the other guy. But now you're presenting them somebody you're billing, Fox, as a viable alternative. A viable alternative where somebody can go, I don't... Uh, I, in good conscience, can vote for Robert Kennedy Jr. All right, I'll do that. So, of course, he's going to draw. MSNBC and CNN and the left-wing media, they attacked him for a while. Now they're largely ignoring him. To the extent that he gets any attention is from Fox. Where do you think he's going to draw from? If you put him in front of a conservative audience constantly, do you think he's somehow magically going to draw from a liberal electorate? They're not watching Fox. 
It's stupid. You build this guy. You don't go into his ideas for health care. You don't go into his ideas for taxes. You don't get into anything. You just talk about, oh, they're, the Democrats are scared of you because you're a more sane Democrat. No, he's not. He's every bit as, he's ahead of an environmental group. Where the hell do you think he stands on climate change and the taxation and just the total and complete destruction of the uh, economy of the United States that would come from that? Where do you think he stands on it? You don't know because you watch him sit there with a buddy from Fox and they're going, oh, uh, Democrats are trying to keep you silenced. What about that? You're, they're trying to silence you. YouTube. YouTube demonetized your videos or they removed your videos or whatever. What do you think about that? Well, you're painting the guy as a victim of all the right people. And he is on certain things. But that's a very, very small slice of the whole picture. But they don't talk about the rest of the whole picture. If they look, Robert Kennedy wouldn't waste his time going on Fox if every time he was on there he was getting bashed and attacked and questioned and harangued about left-wing political causes that he supports and his policy ideas and the borderline socialist crap. He's more in line with, well, Joe Biden now, but Bernie Sanders than anybody else. And they go, oh, all right, well, that seems a bit much. They're not going to focus on that because they think that they can use them to, I don't know, get Democrats to vote for Robert Kennedy Jr. even though Democrats aren't looking. What's really happening is Robert Kennedy Jr. is then raising money off of conservatives, off of Republicans. They're like, well, I, if this guy being in the race is going to screw with uh, Democrats with Joe Biden and help Donald Trump because nobody thought this through. I'm going to give to him to keep him alive. It's like Operation Chaos, except Rush was brilliant in his execution of it. And Fox is like, we'll, we'll just do something. It's just so stupid. Okay, so you're funding him. And then Robert Kennedy Jr. is using that to appeal and the appearances to appeal to all people. He's lying. He's full of crap. He's hiding. He's obscuring. Whatever. It's supposed to be your job to expose him and you're not because you think he, the way you're exposing, the way you're talking to him is going to hurt Joe Biden. And it ends up helping Robert Kennedy. And it ends up because of the pool and the lake, lake that he can fish out of, the pond he's fishing in, is Republican voters. It ends up drawing them away too. I don't know why these people don't call me. Well, I know they don't. They, they don't listen. To, they don't need to listen to anybody. They're super smart. They're still doesn't matter who wins the election. They're going to still make a fortune. It's you and me who care about this crap. God, people are so damn stupid. All right, that is it. It is uh, Friday. Go enjoy Friday. Come back at midnight. Not to hear, but patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast or Derek Hunter locals.com. Enter the contest, enter the drawing while you're there and listen to the week and F and review and all the good times from there. Maybe I'll put up some birthday party pictures some point this weekend too. Have a great one. Appreciate you listening.